What's up, Root for Wisconsin Nation? It's Eric, Ramsey, and Justin on a weekend edition. What? What is going on? It's almost like I said we're going to do something fun, and then we did something fun. Yeah, this is wild. This is unprecedented times, but in a good way. I like it. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) We're here on a weekend. We are here on a weekend. And why are we here on a weekend? We're going to do some NASCAR talk. We're going to do some NASCAR talk. We haven't, we didn't touch much in episode 17 on NASCAR. And it's kind of a shame. Because I think we're all big NASCAR guys. Well, you guys more than me, but I, I do enjoy it a lot. It's just not to the same level you guys do. But I got to fall hard on every time I watch fucking. Yeah. Well, I don't know about watch, hard on. Watching some racing. Just I, I do enjoy, I do enjoy NASCAR though. So it's a little weird. It's a special weekend. We got the first night race of the year, technically. Yep. Even though Coming. Daytona kind of was, but Daytona. unintentionally. Daytona always runs the night, though. I don't know why they just don't make that like a Sunday night race. Or Saturday. Well, no. They should just make, they should just make Daytona a Saturday night They should. They race. Should, they should move the 500 to Saturday night, and then if it gets rained out like it does every fucking year, we'll run on Sunday. That's yeah. what they should do, and I don't know why they don't. Really, I think NASCAR should run every race on Saturday. Every race Saturday night. They don't, though, because the short tracks would lose out then from viewers. I don't even. Made the short tracks on Sunday. No. There are a lot that do. Some do, like same Friday. Friday. Make them on Friday. I can do that. Um, I, I doubt their viewership will go down. But NASCAR's viewership will go through the roof. And I think that's what NASCAR kind of needs nowadays is kind of a... Yeah. All eyes on them. A refresh. They're kind of going through a little bit of a refresh right now. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. But they're adding a bunch of new tracks coming in. Atlanta's getting redone. You just uh, did Bristol Dirt Race. Gonna, Bristol Dirt. Fontana's gonna. getting redone into a... Hybrid Martinsville Bristol hybrid. Yeah. So oh, that's, that's cool. going to be a really they're cool gonna track. Un- they're going to unveil the new car on May fifth. Yeah, coming up here, uh, they got. Um, there's talks about doing a road circuit in Chicago. Yeah, like in city, like in, they're going to do i racing first. Yep, and, and that's kind of in talks with the city of Chicago. Chicago's trying to get ready for it, so there's a little bit of trips about that. Hell, we've even got Wisconsin racing this year with the Cup Series coming to Road America. Oh, road America, big what, weekend. July so 4th weekend. July 4th weekend. So, all in all, a lot of NASCAR stuff, and we decided to do a special episode this week. There's a lot to talk about in NASCAR, and we didn't really have time for it in episode 17. So, Ramsey, you're really kind of taking the lead on this one, so I'm going to let you kind of take my shoes, be the host. Oh, dude, the Ramsey episode, you fuckers are, <laughs> you guys are in trouble. Oh, boy. Yeah. I got the reins. Now, I'm not giving them back. This is this is just going to be it for now. I don't think so. Oh. When the Ramsey episode. When well, when you if you decide to start making agendas every week and do the editing, then you can you can have the there'll race. be no more baseball. At least. No more baseball talk. That's for sure. It'd be straight and NASCAR only. Let's let's keep her <laughs> keep her between keep her between tried, the stripes. I tried for Justin. your Ramsey. All right, guys. So I was I've been you know I was scrolling through the NASCAR Twitter world and forums and just kind of as I do on the random Tuesday and the topic was brought up about Stuart Haas racing. And how the Ford development program is super depleted right now. Right. So in Stuart Haas currently, we have Kevin Harvick, who, 45, we're just talking about that, Justin. Mm -hmm. A 45-year-old, probably the best Stuart Haas racer of all time. That's not saying, but they haven't been around the whole lot. I I would bet that he's the best Ford racer right now. I'd probably agree with that. I I think Joey Donald's better. I, I don't like Joey Logano, and I don't 
this is kind of getting a little bit off topic where we're going with, but I think Joey Logano is probably one of the most underrated NASCAR drivers in the circuit right now. Can you can you be underrated when your nickname is Sliced Bread? Yes. <laughs> anyways, yes, you can. Anyways. So we're talking about the Ford Development Program, and even looking at it, you have Kevin Harvick, who signed through 2023, I believe. So when we talk NASCAR, you got to start remembering that NASCAR does not make contracts public. So right. a lot of that happens behind closed doors. So it's rumored that Kevin Harvick is through 2023. Okay. You also have Eric Almirola, who has severely underperformed for since 2018. I mean, he had, what, two wins in 2018 and has just uh, one win in 2018. One Talladega. Wasn't that like a... A Talladega super yeah. speed. He's a good super speed racer. He's won mm-hmm. the Pepsi 4, Coke 400. And Whatever, just not Daytona. The July Daytona race, or right. but now it's the August Daytona race. So he's won that race. He's won Talladega before, but since then it's been kind of an irrelevant team. The ten car, just a big sponsor, and he has that Smithfield money. But then the when it starts getting interesting with Stuart Haas is that they're kind of in a transition period of, you know, going back from a couple of years ago you had Kurt Busch there, you had Kevin Harvick, and. Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer and Eric Amarola. So four kind of veteran drivers. And they've kind of started to turn a page here where Kevin Harvick's kind of on the way out. Eric Amarola's contract is up after this year. So he's in a contract year. But then you have the two young guns in Cole Custer and Chase Briscoe. Right. Who so far this year have also severely underperformed. Mm-hmm. You know, and outside of really Cole Custer's win last year at Kansas on a late race restart. But was a legit win. Was a legit win, but he hasn't really done anything. He didn't do anything before that. He hasn't done anything really after that. So he's kind of been just floundering right there with Chase Briscoe, which is wild to me. Because Chase, if you guys pay attention last year, Chase Briscoe was the best Xfinity driver. Yeah, right. He is an incredibly talented driver that's in good equipment that can't figure out how to run better than yeah. 25th. Yeah, I mean, there's... There's a lot to talk about there. I mean, the you know, in the year before that was Cole, you know, um, he he was a lights out driver in the Xfinity. I think the that uh, the change, the difference between Xfinity to Cup, uh, outside of competition, but car, team, schedule, all of that is playing a factor. Yeah, and that's probably um, and when you're talking about. Doubling doubling up with Cole Custer, you're talking about back to back years that it's all brand new to him, and then next year it's going to be all brand new to him with a new car. So, I I think a struggle is bound to happen. But the issue though is they're struggling well before what they should. Kevin Harvick now is eighth in points. The next Stuart Haas car is twenty fifth, I believe, yeah. with Almirola and then Custer and. Chase Biscoe are at 27 and 28. What are we at? How many races are we at in six, five, six? Seven. This is this. This was races. We're going to race eight tonight, correct? Yes. So, and I get that's a very small sample size. Yeah. But so that still goes back to what the all the teams just talk about, right? They used to do that West Coast swing, and then they'd come back off the West Coast, and then they'd kind of reevaluate where they're at, right? Because those first six races, first seven races, I guess we'll talk this year. But you usually have every single kind of track you're going to go to. Mm-hmm. You have, right now, you know, start with the Daytona 500, 
and you go to Homestead, mm-hmm. and then you shoot out to Las Vegas, Phoenix, uh, mm-hmm. come back to, what was that for Phoenix? I don't know. Was I it Bristol? Bristol? Yeah. So this is race. Or uh, Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta, then Bristol. But so you've been to every single kind of track that's on the schedule now. Mile and a half. Three corner turn. We haven't done a road course. No, you did. They did Daytona road Daytona course. road course. That's what we're missing. That was yeah. week two. So, but right as of now, we've kind of, so we've kind of seen all of the tracks. We've kind of seen the players who are kind of. Yeah, consistent. Yeah. Consistent. No, no doubt about running. it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> You've went from road track to dirt track to three corner track to you know which you're gonna see Martinsville tonight. So Martinsville. mile and a half to a to a traditional little short track to so it I mean it's a different schedule and, and different players when they fall into the dog days of summer we'll see you know but then the, so that's what I'm kind of getting at though is that Stuart Haas especially and well. <clears throat> And Kyle Bush, the next topic. Those are the two people I'm really starting to question. I'm like, what the hell is going on with these teams? That Stuart Haas has not even been competitive this year. Not even. Yeah, I mean, outside of Kevin Harvick. Even Kevin Harvick has only laps of what have been the day 2500. Yeah. He led, I think, well, he's four... been in, he was in the top five. He led 14 laps at the day 2500. And, but Kevin Harvick right now is doing what a savvy veteran does. Getting he, by. Gets by with an average car, doesn't make a mistake, and is there in the top five to twelve scoring points right at the end of the day, right? He's scoring points. But the problem is that used to work. That used to be the way you win championships, not necessarily in the old anymore. system. Yeah. Which, by the way, I think that I miss the old system. I miss the old. I I don't. I do, and I don't. I wish. I, I would like this system, but I wish they would do more to honor the regulars. I, more emphasis on a playoff and more more to honor a regular season champion. Because well, right, Kevin Harvick, even last year, won nine races. Like that guy should get a, a freaking trophy for being great through 26 races. Well, they do get a trophy at the end of the regular season. Do they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, but that's how irrelevant it is. You don't, no one even knows it. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, and I'm a big NASCAR fan. Yeah, it's a... It, look it up. It's kind of an ugly-ass trophy. It's pretty big. A McDonald's cup? Pretty, pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, we, we're we talking about a team, though, that last year, I remember Harvick had nine well, wins. Not, Cole Custer had one. That's ten. Certainly understand where you're coming from. It's a big funded team. It's got good, natural sponsors. Um, they're supposed to be loaded with the young talent in, in Briscoe and, and Custer. You have the savvy veteran, and then you kind of got the tweener guy that could surprise. Um, it's a chance, you know, Harvick's team is supposed to be a championship team, championship quality. You would think that Briscoe and, and, uh, and Custer would contend for a playoff spot. Well, at, yeah, at the back is, end, even now Marola probably. But we even got to think they're it. not even close. But at this point, the problem is, and it's not necessarily on how so, they're going to run the rest of the year. But we've had what seven different winners now. Yeah. So where are they missing? I don't know, and I, that's the real question. Yeah. They just haven't been competitive. It's not like they. Eric Marola's had some bad luck. Like even this last week at Bristol, he had 
uh, just an accident that wasn't nec- well. He dumped his car, but mm-hmm. not necessarily his fault. And got taken out of the race. Mm-hmm. Even the 500, he got taken out right away early. And I think that's kind of been how Custer and Briscoe also have been. They've kind of run into some issues that's not necessarily in their control. To that's not. It's outside of their control. So I yeah. think they're having a little bit of bad luck. But the issue with Stuart Haas is Kevin Harvick's going to be on the way out. Eric Almirola is potentially on the way out. So now you have two open seats, and you're stuck with two really young drivers, which I think we can all agree are immensely talented young drivers. Yeah. Probably the best, some of the best prospects in the sport currently. Oh, no doubt about it. I think Chase Briscoe's a really good driver. Yeah, he's outstanding. But we have a issue where Ford Development's or Ford's development program for Stuart Haas is non-existent. Do you think that they're at a point? I mean, even even when you were talking about Hendrick coming into this year, there was a there was some speculation that Hendrick might drop down to a three-car team, just because they had the funding for it. Do you think there is an opportunity for um, Stuart Haas to drop down to a? two-car team, or maybe Elmerola still has the big money and dropped down to a three-car team. I don't think so, based on the fact that Smithfield is also already starting to cut back on funding for Elmerola's races. I, they were funding a full schedule. Mm-hmm. This year, I believe they're funding 25 races, mm-hmm. which is still a considerable amount for... Well over half. Yeah, it's it's but that's a lot for a team, but right. it's also a lot to cut back, what, 10 15% that they're just cutting back already. And on top of that, he's in a contract year. So I've heard, and this is kind of some speculation now, too, that Kozlowski is a little bit linked to Stuart Haas, and that Alex Bowman is also a little bit linked to Stuart Haas. Which, if you're a Hendrick fan, good. You're not an Alex Bowman guy? No. no. I, I'd agree with Justin on that one. I'm not huge on him. I think he's like the weak spot of the four. I, I don't know about that. Alex Bowman is a solid driver. He was a round of eight guy. Was it last year or the year before? Right, but you're not seeing a whole lot of that. I mean, from where he was last year, that's a huge I take, think it, that's a huge undertaking to get to that round of eight. Now that he's in the 48 car, at best, he's the third best driver in that team. I think he's actually the four. I think he's the true four but, in that team. But we're talking about a team that has Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. Chase Elliott's a past champion now. Kyle Larson, in my opinion, is probably the best driver in the sport as of today. He's been competitive every single week. I think think from the scenario that you just dropped, I think the more likely one would be that uh, Alex Bowman would go to um, Stuart Haas and Keselowski re-ups with Hendrick and goes to Hendrick and drives the eight to finish his career. Damn. 88's the one he started in 88 could be the one he goes out with But then what number did Hendrick drop? Hendrick's not dropping the 24 They're not dropping the 48 They're not dropping the 48 Why? Has no meaning to him outside of Jimmy Johnson Seven time champion Yeah, they're not going to drop the 48 now That's just retired numbers though I mean if they did 43 would be gone, 3 would be gone 24 would be gone Technically you're you're absolutely right, but for as long as NASCAR didn't race the three car, Richard Childress could own it the whole time. So Hendrick That's could own a... it. Hendrick could own forty eight for as long as Hendrick's alive, and make sure it's retired. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I don't. 
I don't know if it's also just Penske though. See, I. I well, can't I'm just going him. off of what you just dropped. Yeah, dude. that that's yeah. the that's what I've seen. Kind of there, there's some linkage in between. And Discount Tire is a perfect sponsor for how Hendrick limits the the um, sponsors that go within his yeah. his uh, realm. He could take part of Ally and and give it to Keselowski and then bring Discount Tires on with Keselowski. And the problem with Ally is I believe Ally is a full or Ally fully funded the 48 this year. This year. And I believe they're signed on for the next two. Right. And they re to Johnson right, right at the end. So the problem with that is Ally basically refused to sign or run Kyle Larson's car. Right. Because that was the original car that Kyle Larson was going to take. Right. It was going to be the Ally sponsorship. Ally kind of turned him down. So Kyle Larson and Ally obviously can't mingle. Chase Elliott, they're not going to throw more sponsorship on him. He is. Until that... Kyle Larson stuff kind of fades into the black. Are we sure that Ally is going to be on board with that though? Maybe well, it's just maybe got it's just Byron sitting there though too at twenty four. But maybe. he has Exalta and the Liberty College full full funded season. Yeah. So True. Byron doesn't need the sponsorship. So Ally would almost have to fund because Lowski, right? And yeah, is this going to tire a Penske sponsorship or is that a is that Kozlowski? I bet you it's a Penske because they ran a lot of Xfinity cars discount tire for a long oh, time yeah, I'm before sure. also Yeah, there. but, I mean, you know, you've got Bass Pro Shops who sponsors 15 different cars. I mean, you've got Dex Imaging that sponsors five different cars. Mm. You know, Dex Imaging's on Harrison Burton's Xfinity Toyota and on Ryan Blaney's Ford Mustang, Mustang in, in Cup. So, I mean... If you're talking about five or six races, you you got Menards on almost everything. So it's, I could, I mean, if we're dropping the scenario, I could see Keselowski going back, finishing his career in an 88 car for Hendrick and riding off into the sunset. But then it would be of, a big move to, to leave Blue Oval, though. That, that, then that kind of goes back to what I'm saying, though. Back, getting back on Stuart Haas. You have a development program that all of these young guys are in Toyota and Chevy's development program right now. Yeah. So Ford's development program was kind of Cole Custer and Chase Briscoe. Yep. And there hasn't really been anyone that's even really linked to Ford Racing. Yep. That wasn't. I mean, Ty Majeski was at one point. When he first got his development deal, he was well, he was Roger Fenway, wasn't he? Yeah. So then he moved over to JGR. Who? Didn't he? No, he was with Nice, nice, nice right. Motorsports. But that's, that's Chevy. That's, that's right, because they didn't have they didn't have a. You're right. You're right. My bad. But so I mean, all these young guys that are coming up, though, like even Ty Gibbs is a Toyota driver. Ben Rhodes. Um, so I like Brett Moffat too. Yes, Brett Moffat is my outside of Kyle Larson or. Chase Elliott, Brett Moffat might be my most favorite driver there. Brett Moffat. He is outstanding. <laughs> Looks like just some average dude, too. Yeah, he takes that in the O2 our, our Motorsports uh, car in, in Xfinity, and he just he outperforms. Oh, every week. He outperforms. How that guy doesn't get a... I hope, for the sake of this sport, that, and I'm just shooting off the cuff and we're off topic, but that Gregson... Leaves Chevy, leaves JRM, leaves the nine car, and, and they give Brett Moffat a shot. And it, yeah, that'd be Brett good. Moffat looks has the has the look to be the perfect 
guy for Bass Pro Shops. Well, and even a Hendrick affiliate, yeah. you know, that'd be a great. I love Brett Moffat. I think that he's he's under he's overperforming every single equipment he's been in. Yep. He's not really been in top <coughs> top flight equipment yet. I mean, he the sixteen truck was still underfunded when he won the title two years ago. Yep. The twenty three from GMC. GMS. GMS <laughs> was is traditionally a little bit of an underfunded team. It's kind mm-hmm. of more of a we're gonna throw a couple guys in this truck and so here here's where I'm gonna kinda of take a U turn on your argument of the the Ford um up and comers. They're just gonna they're just I mean, those those big time seats run out, you know, for uh Chevy and Toyota and I think I, I don't know the stat. I think there's only like what, six cup cars that are Toyota this year? Maybe maybe a Touch more, but they're they're saying the, that twenty three XI is also going to be open up another team. Yeah, Trackhouse obviously performed. They're okay. They're uh, they're Toyota, aren't they? Trackhouse is Toyota, right? No, uh, or they I think they're Chevy. Chevy. Um, but those you know those seats are short. Um, you know there's a guy Anthony Alfredo who's running in front row. Motorsports right now, kind of just camping out, not doing very well there. But that's even John Harnimacek, who was in that car last year. Yeah, there's another winning truck races in a Toyota, and went back to Toyota's development program, yeah. which he started in. So maybe that speaks a little volumes about what Ford is trying to do with their their um, up and comers. But you know, they're just going to sign guys. You know, those seats run out. Those guys are looking to get up to the the top spot as fast as they can. And then, you know, Ford's just going to sign guys. Take them away. You know, Kyle Busch from Chevy to Toyota. Speaking of Kyle Busch, what's up with Kyle Busch? I don't know. I'm glad, you, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, like, on the agenda making this week because the last, like, two years, really last three. Well, he won the title in 20... He won it two years ago. Twenty nineteen champ was Kyle Busch. Right. Yeah. So since last that, two years since though. that race in Homestead, it's not been right. I, I don't know what that is. Because I remember I don't know if you guys have paid attention to some of the interviews he's done since then. However, he was talking about how the first title he had in twenty fifteen he didn't feel validated because he had to get to thirty six in points to make the playoffs because he so if you guys ever want to watch something that's pretty scary, watch Kyle Busch 2015 Daytona Nationwide Race, I believe it was at that point, where he goes down, smashes the inside wall, and breaks both his legs. Right. So what happened after that was he came back at Infineon, so the road course out in California. Mike came back a race for that. Long story short, he wins Infineon, and how the NASCAR point system works is that you win a race, you make the playoffs. However, Kyle Busch was in outside the top 36. And you needed to be... In the top 36. You needed to race all the races. Right, and the NASCAR kind of made an exception for him. Yeah, he had to get a special waiver and then get inside the top 36. Right. So, long story short, now Kyle Busch gets in the top 36, makes the playoffs, goes on a pretty big run, Ends up putting a championship in 2015. He ran about 
three quarters of the races, a little above half probably. Yeah, who filled in for him? Do we remember that? I can look it up. I think there was a couple guys that kind of... Was it Michael McDowell? It might have been. That sounds right. Anyways. So, back to what we're talking about. Kyle Busch did some interviews after he won the 2019 championship and kind of was talking about how... Was it Labonte, really? I bet you it was. because I'm going to keep looking up. Keep going. Because of interstate batteries. So... Kyle Busch was talking about how that first title didn't feel validated because everyone would always say, yeah, but you only ran so many races. You only did this. You only you didn't run the full schedule. You got the waiver. You got the waiver. And Kyle Busch kind of talked about how that really affected him mm-hmm. and how he didn't feel validated as a champion because he didn't run all the races. Right, mm-hmm. wrong, or indifferent, that's how I felt. So after, I wonder if it's one of those things, after winning the 2019 title, he kind of validated himself and he's kind of to the point in his career now where he's like, what else do I have to do? Because it's not the same driver. It, it's just not. Has he won a 500? He's not won a 500. That's the last thing that he hasn't really done. He's There's won. Matt Crafton, uh, David Reagan racing the car, and Eric Jones also. Well, Eric Jones took his Bush car, or his truck car, or his truck. Ugh. Um, <laughs> trying to look who else ran for him that year. So it looks like it was mostly Crafton and Reagan. Which two great guys? Yeah, Crafton. But so I wonder, that's what makes me think. I wonder if Kyle Busch is one of those people that was kind of running on the fact that I need to validate my career by winning a title legitly. Mm-hmm. And after he won his title, if he's kind of to the point in his career, like he's kind of transitioning from I need to prove something into. I know his son Braxton's really big into uh, running midget cars mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And he's been pretty successful pretty from, what good, I, yeah. from what I've been seeing. So I, it makes me wonder if he's kind of to the point in his life. Where he's kind of checking out. Where he's like, you know what? He's been in since he's been running, been running trucks since 16. I believe he ran his first truck race, 17. And so he's been in it now for 15, 20 years almost. I think his rookie was 2005. So sixteen years. I I, <clears throat> I would ask. I I like where you're going with it. I, I would just kind of steer in a different direction. I I can tell. I I know what you're saying. Maybe he's getting a little bored with the action. Like he's he's already validated everything he's done. Now he's a little bored with the action, looking on to the next phase of life. And mm-hmm. and I would I would say, I would I would bargain to ask. Doesn't four by the way, versus. First Cup Series. I would ask the question of if he's looking at what Denny Denny's doing, starting his own team, running Cup right away, and seeing how well he's doing in the sponsorship part, and having the having the the affiliation with JGR off the off the start, being partners with Michael Jordan. I don't think that matters. And he's to... a team owner already, and how can can he do that? Because I th- well, Kyle Busch has. And can he have something for Brexton to take over? The Kyle Busch has that truck program, and he's big in the super late model scene. So he's kind of the premier super late model team in the country right now. Him, Dale Jr. have a super late model team. Those are kind of the two mm-hmm. premier. Once you made it there, you're kind of on radars, right? So I don't necessarily 
think, and that might be part of it too. Maybe you may be focusing more on KBM than what. See, I don't, and and the reason I, I I'm not sure what to think, because and and maybe it's because it's how he is. I mean, he's won more races in the NASCAR circuit as a whole than almost every other driver. When you factor in truck nationwide, whatever. Oh yeah, it's but the over problem. Two hundred. My, yeah, my question ultimately, because I, I the reason I disagree, and this is as a little bit more of a casual fan than you guys. I mean, I still I. One of my favorite things that NASCAR does is they produce radioactive every week. And I've said that before. I'll say it again. Kyle Busch, I mean, it's also just kind of who he is. He kind of plays that heel villain personality. Yeah, he's a bit of a prick. I, you listen to his stuff. It's, he's always on, you know, he's always talking and he's always, you know, and it, it's part of his personality too. But I think he's, he, he's mentally in the race when he's running it and stuff like that. He's still got that competitive whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Maybe it's the other six days a week that we're that we're kind of questioning so, here. Is that what you're? I want to ask no, you. That no. Ultimately, we're getting at. I'm saying that. kind of. I mean, kind of. Right. He's running a business. He's he's run. He's got rowdy energy. Yeah, he's got rowdy so, energy. He's got he's got he's taking care of his kid running running which sprint cars or whatever. I was able to find midgets. some rowdy energy the other day. Actually, when I was in Tennessee. I picked up some rowdy energy. Uh, no, I think. Like not, a, not not better than Ray's. It was not better than Ray's, actually. Um, I guess we'll start closing it out here. But I, I think that Kyle Busch is a competitor at the end of the day. And you can be a competitor and still not be all there. I think Kyle Busch is a complete competitor, and I think he wants to win races. And I think that's what his goal is. I think his goal is for champions. But when you lose your main purpose to win a title, right? To win a title, to be validated, to show everyone, hey, I can win a title. When that goes away, the biggest competitor in the world, if you lose that little bit of that edge, that's the difference between winning races every single week and being competitive and just kind of floundering where he's at in the top 15. Mm-hmm. Settling for average, not taking a chance. He's doing what Kevin Harvick's doing. He's scoring points, getting to the show. See, I, I I do agree. I think something's missing. I don't know what it is. I can't pinpoint it. That's the hard time with those NASCAR guys because they're usually relatively private on a lot of that stuff. So you don't get a lot of the same mainstream publicity interviews that you do with some of these other sports guys. So NASCAR especially is kind of hard to judge where drivers are mentally and physically. Unless and, they do it themselves like a Denny Hamlin's really. Denny Hamlin is the king of social media. Yeah. And Denny Hamlin's been excellent lately. I'm not a Denny Hamlin fan, but go check him out on Twitter. He's, he's a good guy. I like Denny. I I wouldn't say he's like anywhere close to my top probably favorite three drivers, but on social media, like you always know He was also against one shining moment, just so you know. That's fine. Denny Hamlin's what sucked. <laughs> Whatever. So I'm gonna I'm wrong gonna, episode. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna end it and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. Where in the top tier of trophies, do you think the Martinsville grandfather clock rates? It reminds me a lot of like a college football like rivalry game trophy. To you me, know? I think it's overrated. Really? Like, I, if it's me, the races I want to win. Daytona. Daytona 500 is the number one thing I want to check off. 
I want to win the Brickyard 400. Yep. Coke 6. I, want, I don't care about the Coke 6. I want to win the Southern 500. Ooh, Those three are the big ones. The th- Bojangles Southern th- 500. I think the Bristol Night Race is a big one. So either Bristol Race. I think we win at Bristol. That's a big one. And oh. then I think you start getting into the... Dover. Dover's, Martinsville's. The Richmond. Monster Mile. I want to win Richmond, but that's also because it's just one of my favorite tracks. The Harley J. Earl. You know, I get it. I was just asking. That's all I got. Yeah, so we'll wrap it up here with a little bit of some live contest here for you. Ramsey and I are going to make our picks right now. Oh! Justin's kind of lame and doesn't play a monkey knife fight, even though they're one of our sponsors and we're an affiliate, but whatever. I, st- I still love them. I'm, I don't participate. I don't, I don't uh, play contests. So Ramsey and I will be, we'll, or we'll play some contests. We'll play some degenerates for you. So the first one. So I'm a degenerate then. Sorry, guys. So the first one we're going to do here, we're going to do three more or lesses, and then we can, if you want to do the, the really big one, we're going to do that too. Sure. So the first one we got here is Denny Hamlin, more or less than 15, 17.5 points. As we've mentioned here before, you get a point, tenth of a point for every lap led, and you get, basically, if he led five laps and finished fourth, he would hit that, that more. So the first contest is Denny Hamlin... Plus or minus 17.5. So 17.5 for those Starting people. second. That's finishing fourth four. with some laps led. Or fifth with some laps led. Take right. him all day. Take the over? Yeah, I'd take more on him. And then Ryan Blaney, same score, 17.5. He's starting fourth. I'm going to say less. Under I, am also, I was also leading that way on him. So we'll just do, we'll do the $2 buy-in. More on Hamlin, less on Ryan. $2 buy-in, play along, or go against us. Probably a smarter plan against us. Yeah, but no, go with it. So then Denny we, Hamlin is rock solid at Martinsville. Yeah, he is. We look at that same, the next contest would be Brad Keselowski, more or less than 19.5 points. That's basically having to finish second with some lap sled or winning the race. Less. Less. less and he's sure. starting 10th. I'm also thinking less. Martin Truex Jr. starting 7th. 18.5 points. Less. So less. I was also leaning that way, too. So we'll do another $2 buy-in. And that's a 2.5 prize, I believe, on both these, right? Yeah, yep. 2.5. So if you play for five, you get 12.5 back. Yep. If you play for two like we are, five back. Then the last of the smaller, you know, just to pick twos, Chase Elliott, eighteen point five, more or less, starting fifth. You know, I'm gonna go more. Yeah, he's pretty. He, he won it last year, didn't he? He won, he won the fall race. Yeah. Yep. I'm gonna go more just because he's had some rough luck, but he's had a pretty good car all season. I'm going to go less, just I guess to be devil's advocate, and so we're not just sitting here agreeing with everything we've all said. So I'm gonna go less on him. And then Joey Logano, more or less, 17.5. He's starting on the pole. Mm, less. I'm going to go more. I'm also, I think I'm going to go less on this one, too. I think he's not really. I think your to. top two guys to beat are, have to be Hamlin and, and Elliott. I would agree with that. I think Larson's going to have another. Larson traditionally isn't great at short tracks. No. He's good at Bristol. He's not traditionally. High bank. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Flat tracks. So then we then, got the big one. The Times 100. So, 
Oh, this is going to be fun. I think I'm going to do this one too, just because. This is my favorite one. Just, it gives you something to root So this for. is a times 100. So if you put in and play a $2 contest, you can win $200. $200? You have to hit all your picks, though. So Brad Keselowski, 19.5, starting 10th. I think we I'm going less. On less. That. Yep. Truex Jr., 18.5. Less. less. Chase Elliott, 18.5. More. I'm going to go more. He's going to win the race. I'm going to put more on this one just because you guys talked me into it. Ryan Blaney, 17.5. Less. less. Joey Logano, 17.5. Less. More. He's someone to finish second. Denny Hamlin, 17.5. More. Oh, more on Denny, less on Joey. <laughs> Kyle Larson, 16.5. Well, so what? Equate that out. Dumb that down uh, for me, Eric. Fifth or sixth. Fourth and six. I'm if go. he if he finishes fourth with no laps left, he'd he'd be that less. Laps. Okay. And then as we've talked about the last little bit here, Kyle Busch starting twelve, sixteen point five. More. More. I need to have a bounce back week. Yep. And two dollars in on that could win two hundred. We'll submit that. And hopefully, we win you some money. Yeah. And hopefully we win Get some money. Get on it. Get on it. Get and on then the we can buy some number. more raise energy. Play the contest. Root four. Code root four. Wait. Right. I want raise energy. Raise energy. Code root four. R O O T number four. Yeah, but aren't we talking about monkey knife fight? We are, but if you win on monkey knife fight, you can go buy raise energy. All right, I got you. One one thing, I got you. God, you are so smart, man. <laughs> Need some more raise. Yeah, we got to stay more alert right here, right in the dome. That's where it is, right in the dome yeah. space. All right, so we're going to wrap up our NASCAR Saturday special with that. For Eric, myself, got our, I guess our, our host of this episode was Ramsey. Boom. How did I do, guys? Pretty good, I thought. Man, that was electric. And then there's Justin. <laughs> episode NASCAR special. Signing off. We are out. See ya. Bye.